Iroh on one fateful day in the middle of his legendary siege through the impenetrable Ba Sing Se would hear that his son, his beloved soldier boy, Lu Ten, had died in battle. An event that would indeed change Iroh's life forever. Leaves from the vine Falling so slow Like fragile tiny shells Drifting in the fall When we hit our lowest point, we are open to the greatest change. Sometimes the best way to solve your own problems is to help someone else. The Fire Nation is a nation known for its fury and rage. Firebenders often lack the spirituality and the respect for culture that the other nations have. They even killed off the last of the dragons, beings who truly represent the duality of fire and its origins. At least, that's what the world has been told. After Fire Lord Sozin's rise, the Fire Nation entered a period of darkness. Though the Fire Nation has several stars, like Masters Zhang Zhang and Piandao, there are two in particular that illuminated the entire country. The story of Iroh and Zuko, to me, will forever be the most heartwarming story, because of how it embodies forgiveness and an unwavering, unconditional love. Son of Fire Lord Zulan and brother to Ozai, Iroh was once a famed general of the Fire Nation. The Great General Iroh, the Dragon of the West, were names that followed Iroh until he became known as a traitor and the once great general. Iroh, in light of the war, took his team to take down the legendary city of Ba Sing Se, and on his team was his very own son, Prince Luten. Meanwhile, back at the Fire Nation, Zuko, nephew to Iroh and son of Ozai and Ursa, was still young. On one fateful day, Luten was killed on the battlefield. So, after 500 days in the impenetrable city, Iroh decided to remove his troops, ending the siege early and without completion. Back home, Ozai asked his father to make him heir to the throne, but Azulon would not only deny his request, but would punish Ozai for even having such thoughts against his older brother, especially after the death of his only son. In retaliation, Azulon called for Zuko's death. However, Ursa, the current light of Zuko's life, protected her son and carried out a plan to kill Fire Lord Azulon, saving her son, but effectively banishing herself. It is important to note that Ursa constructed Zuko's very identity, one that he would base his whole life around. She would consistently instill into Zuko that he is someone who doesn't give up, no matter the odds, no matter the situation. However, with her departure, Zuko was left alone with his sadistic sister Azula and the now Fire Lord Ozai, who Zuko aspired to please. Looking back on Iroh, I want to focus on his decision to fall back. If we look ahead in time, Iroh tells Zuko that he must not give in to despair, that in times of peril, hope is what one gives to themselves. In the darkest times, hope is something you give yourself. That is the meaning of inner strength. When Iroh lost Luten, he lost his world. He lost his will to fight. 
And Iroh did not allow anger and revenge to fuel him, and he did not lose hope. Iroh could have unleashed his fury on Ba Sing Se, and could have continued his fiery siege to avenge his son. Instead, Iroh went on a journey to find himself. In his lowest moment, he was open to a great change. Who was Iroh, and what did he want? At a crossroad of destiny, Iroh decided to choose good. Instead of returning to his father and his brother's side, Iroh searched the world, including the spirit world, for his son, where he would discover a greater understanding about the world and would have a greater appreciation for the four nations, its different cultures and ideals, even learning how to redirect lightning by watching the waterbenders. Iroh would even meet and spare the legendary dragons and would be given the title of Dragon of the West. But Iroh had still lost his son and was still hurting. So the general, upon his return to the Fire Nation, would put his focus on the neglected prince to make sure that he was in good hands and was always looked after. During a war meeting in the Fire Nation war room, when Zuko spoke against the general and later his father, Iroh was there. When his father burned nearly half of his face, Iroh was there. And when his father banished him, Iroh was there to tend to the scarred and now banished prince. So Zuko would scour the world to find what he believed was missing, his honor embodied in the Avatar. Throughout the first book, Prince Zuko is introduced as the angry antagonist, who competed with Admiral Zhao in his quest for the Avatar. While he seemed a little young to be commanding a ship and to be hoarding such rage, there are moments early on when Zuko is humanized. For instance, when he spares Zhao during their Agni Kai and during the storm where he saves members of his ship instead of choosing to go after the Avatar. Even through the lack of respect and trouble that Zhao caused him, when Zhao was being attacked by the Aang-infused ocean spirit, Zuko still extends his arm out to try and save him. There was good inside of Zuko. The first book highlighted Zuko's desperation and his fury, which he often released on his uncle, often berating and yelling at him. It was often hard to see where Zuko's morals lied. And the second book was the hardest not only for the Fire Nation Prince, but for Iroh as well, though in different ways. No, Zuko. You must never give in to despair. Allow yourself to slip down that road, and you surrender to your lowest instincts. For Zuko, it would give him a new perspective, one that is based around humility. As he and Iroh were declared criminals of the Fire Nation, he was not the prideful prince of the Fire Nation anymore. He was now a Earth Kingdom refugee, forced to feel the effects of the war from a ground level which is why he meets Song in the Cave of Two Lovers episode. It is why in Zuko alone, he learns that the war has affected everyone. No one has felt the Fire Nation's greatness. Zuko is shown the lifelong hatred that people had for his country. And at the end of the chase episode, Zuko in a short moment displays Iroh's importance to him. When the Avatar was close to him, but his uncle was hit by Azula, he doesn't think twice about being at Iroh's side, 
and in the following episode, Bitter Work, Iroh instructs Zuko about the importance of the Four Elements and the Four Nations, as well as teaching him how to redirect lightning, one of the most important skills that Zuko learns. Though Zuko can't create lightning because he is not at peace with himself. Zuko, down to his design, is a character who represents duality. Half of his face is scarred, half of his face isn't. Zuko wields two broadswords. It is the duality of himself, the duality of his family, and all of his life's opposing teachings and teachers, and the duality of good and evil that are battling inside of him. Iroh and Zuko then become true refugees of the Earth Kingdom and start a new life in Ba Sing Se, working in a tea shop, where Iroh would later get offered his own tea shop. In the tales of Ba Sing Se, Zuko's tale takes him on a date, which presents a different side to Zuko, one that highlights his awkwardness. Zuko is always shown high-strung and upset, so to see this new side of Zuko was foreign but welcomed. Though for Iroh, his tale was one of the saddest moments in the series. Iroh's tale fell on the day of his son's death, where he sang a heartbreaking song for his little soldier boy. This episode also demonstrated the depth of Iroh's kindness, helping anyone and everyone he comes across. Again, which really emphasizes how his son's death impacted his outlook on the world. Iroh used to make jokes about burning this city to the ground, and now he stands as one of its humble residents serving tea to all. There is nothing wrong with a life of peace and prosperity. I suggest you think about what it is that you want from your life, and why. Though as this new life for the Fire Nation Prince was a life of peace, it was not the life he wanted. When he learned that Appa was missing, Zuko went on a search and found him, but before he could do anything with the bison, he was found by Iroh, and his uncle would deliver one of the most spine-chilling words of the series. Is it your own destiny, or is it a destiny someone else has tried to force on you? Who are you, and what do you want? And this line is Zuko's one purpose for the entire series, and what Iroh has been following him for. This idea of identity and desire. Zuko's life changed at 13 years old. Scarred, stripped of his honor, and tasked to hunt the Avatar down. And even in spite of a new life built for him and his uncle, it was not a life that he wanted. The Fire Nation Prince up to this point had only one goal. To find the Avatar. Past that, he never really had any desire in this world. He didn't want to become the world's greatest firebender. He didn't want to save the world. He didn't want to help his father take down the other nations. All he wanted was to be by his father's side again. And to be a child once again. To be Prince Zuko which explains why he never thinks anything through. He just wants to find the Avatar so he can go home, where he hasn't been in three years. So when Iroh begs for him to choose good, this goes against everything he knows, sending his mind, body, and spirit into a metamorphosis. 
However, when Azula baits him with the one thing he wants, his honor, Zuko without a doubt chooses his honor. And can you blame the young prince? This is his life's goal, finally fulfilled. All he has to do is make the decision. But in the process, he abandons the one person who was by his side the entire time. And later he would berate his uncle for not standing by him. So after this choice, I want to take the time to place myself into Iroh's shoes. We can assume that since the death of Luten and the departure of Ursa, Iroh has been by Zuko's side. Iroh has been close to Zuko ever since he was a child. And his own son's death brought him that much closer to his nephew. Iroh surely saw the way Ozai neglected the boy and cared for him after his brother scarred his own son permanently. Imagine the horror of your nephew, who could do no wrong, being burned by your own brother. When the entire Fire Nation turned their back on the banished prince, Iroh stuck by his side, like a true father to Zuko. A week after Zuko was burned, who was by his side? From the Fire Nation, to the Western Air Temple, to the Southern and Northern Water Tribes, and to the Earth Kingdom. Iroh stuck by him, and even aided him in his search. Iroh was the only person in the entire world at this point who saw the potential of good in the Fire Nation Prince, who saw Zuko as worthy, as someone who belongs in this world. The only person only to be abandoned in seconds at the mere thought of regaining his honor and the acceptance of his father. Born in you, along with all the strife, is the power to restore balance to the world. And over the course of the first five chapters in the third book, Zuko's inner turmoil turns into rage towards the world around him. He begins to doubt whether or not Aang is alive, whether or not his father will find out that he didn't kill Aang, and why Azula would lie about this. The Prince of the Fire Nation has become emotional and angrier than usual which is highlighted in the beach. While Zuko does regular tasks like bring him in May ice cream, but when things do not go his way, he gets overly angry. And when May talks to other boys, he gets aggressive and jealous. When he retreats to his family's old vacation house to see old memories of his family when they were once a family, Zuko burns these memories to create a fire. And I personally like to believe this is one of the final straws for the prince. His ideas of family were completely flipped on its head. So when all of the teenagers begin to speak on their lives and their struggles, it truly paled in comparison to Zuko's. When the banished prince finally came home, he would come to learn what he truly wanted. And over his time back home, that realization began to manifest itself into anger and confusion. In theory, Zuko had his honor back. Everything should be okay. But he wasn't fulfilled, he wasn't happy. That confusion hit its peak when Iroh told him about the story of Sozin and Roku. Because of your legacy, you alone can cleanse the sins of our family and the Fire Nation. This was the clearest sign of his destiny, and still he tried to deny it. It's in his nature, in his blood, that good and evil are at war with each other. 
But in order to end the war and to find peace, Zuko needed to choose good. And he needed to choose good alone. There was only so much Iroh could do to help him. And so Iroh turning silent towards Zuko would force him to realize this, and would force him to choose between Iroh and Ozai. The father who'd placed all of his attention and care into him, versus the father who Zuko sought after. Please, uncle, I'm so confused. I need your help. Mentally, this was Zuko's lowest point. He was now alone. His father's love felt superficial. His honor wasn't restored, and he didn't have Iroh. And so he was open to his greatest change. I've learned everything, and I've had to learn it on my own. Growing up, we were taught that the Fire Nation was the greatest civilization in history. On the day of Black Sun, Zuko would confront Ozai. For me, this was the second most compelling moment in Zuko's journey. He not only stood up to his father, but he finally understood Iroh and showed his appreciation for him. Without shame. Zuko finally faced the man who was responsible for his suffering. And forced him to listen. You, my father, who banished me just for talking out of turn. My father, who challenged me. A 13-year-old boy to an Agni Kai. How can you possibly justify a duel with a child? Zuko decides to join Aang and the team to help them take down Ozai. But Zuko doesn't only do that. He helps Aang discover the true source and the history of firebending and teaches him firebending. Zuko helps Sokka rescue his father and Suki. And he helps Katara in her search for her mother's killer. All of these events led him to Iroh. Zuko needed to apologize for everything. Not only that, he also needed Iroh to be proud of him. And this reunion was the ultimate peak of not only Zuko, but of their relationship. I don't know how I can ever make it up to you, but I... I was never angry with you. I was sad because I was afraid you lost your way. And so Zuko apologizes and Iroh, without hesitation, forgives him. I truly believe Iroh cried tears of joy during this moment. For three years, Zuko had been lost, on a quest for honor. Not only that, but the last time he saw his nephew, he had returned by his father's side. So his biggest fear could have been realized for all he knew. Zuko had good and evil inside of him, and he could have chosen evil. It had been weeks since they saw each other, and Iroh escaped. But Iroh always had unwavering faith in his nephew. Iroh knew that timing was everything. He could have told Zuko about his destiny back in Book 1, when he was hunting the Avatar down, but what good would it have done? Now Iroh finally saw his matured nephew, his matured son, who had a different heir to him. He met the dragons Ren and Shaw. He faced his father. He joined the Avatar. He lost his way, but he found it all by himself. And Iroh couldn't be more proud, which would effectively end their arc. Zuko would then face Azula in the final Agni Kai, and Aang would defeat Ozai, ending the war and making Zuko the new Fire Lord, to welcome a new era of peace in the world. 
I think what makes Zuko one of the best written characters of television is the amount of time the writers let him make mistakes. How many times Zuko makes the wrong decision. Because he is accompanied by Iroh, we know what potential Zuko has for good. That potential is right beside him every step of the way. In the Earth Kingdom, when he lives as a refugee and starts a new life with Uncle, it seems like he has changed. Only to find Appa again, and it appears as though he would have done anything to get his hands on Aang, and then he lets Appa go. And then in the Crystal Catacombs, when he chooses between Iroh and Azula, he joins Azula and the Fire Nation. Zuko has failed and failed to the point where hope for him was lost where it truly appeared that he was a lost soul, but he made his way back. Iroh is a character many of us hope to become, and a person we hope to have in our lives. Someone who loves unconditionally. Someone who will allow us to fail and make the wrong decisions. Iroh knew from the start what kind of person Zuko could be. Zuko could become violent and aggressive like Iroh's brother, or become understanding and wise like himself. So while Zuko's identity and character was shaped by Ursa, his values and his morals are sharpened by his uncle. Iroh is wisdom personified, and a representation that anybody is capable of both good and evil. He is the embodiment of light and kindness. Iroh is someone who will see the best in us, no matter how the rest of the world sees us, just like he did Zuko. And Zuko is a character many people identify with. He doesn't have the purity or innocence of Aang, or the sarcastic humor and genius of Sokka. Zuko is awkward, troubled, lost, and angry. He is a character who has failed time and time again, a character who has been through trials and tribulations. Through all of his trauma and pain and bad decisions, there was someone still rooting for his growth and had faith that he could do good. The legend of Iroh and Zuko was a journey and is a story that is rooted in loss and failure, but has blossomed into a story of unconditional, unwavering love. It is a story of learning and unlearning. And I think above all, it is a story of redemption for the two of them and for their country. Zuko turned from banished prince to redeemed king. And Iroh turned from fiery general to wise uncle and father. Fire is not only destruction, but life. Fire is power. The duality of fire is the duality of Zuko. Like Iroh once said, it is important to draw wisdom from many places from the four elements and from the four nations. Zuko traveled the world. He made the journey through the nations and lived with the last airbender. So who better to redeem and to will his nation back to glory and back to light than Zuko with the guidance of Iroh. Fire is the element of power. The people of the Fire Nation have desire and will, and the energy and drive to achieve what they want.
Life happens wherever you are, whether you make it or not.